you're gonna have to you know um, try to use organic for some time so that you can grow that um, you know base and then clothes and learning how to and do all of these things you know yeah so i think so i think a lot of people you know a lot of people with when 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 you when you choose that factor you know you i think a lot of people get scared to choose to go that way because you know you know sometimes our parents can be very hard on us and like they can like they can literally shut you out yeah because you've literally gone against what they wanted you to do you know yeah so i think that's one of the factors that that really discourage people to follow that entrepreneurial route and i think the second thing is it's hard bro like you really like to become an entrepreneur and like bet on yourself you have to have like a hard uh, like a really strong mental your your mental health must be strong you must believe in yourself all those things that you need to consider and like it's easier it's easier to just say okay cool i'm gonna work for someone else because if you're working for someone else you literally don't have to do you 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 do what you ask and there's and then you don't have to do anything else that 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 you need to do to maintain or run a business yeah you know yeah you're the boss you have to cover everything and when you are and when you're entrepreneur you don't have the the capital to now hire people to do certain jobs for you you kind of have to do everything yourself so i think i think that's that's that that is one of the things that like you know that discourages people from becoming an entrepreneur. Those two factors, you know. Yeah. Now that's insightful. And uh, Kopano, would you like to add to that? Yeah. Um. I think more than anything as well. Um. A lot of I think it's I also blame society. Um, yeah. Because they 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 make. They they make um, entrepreneurship sound like it has something specific and not just anything because you know I was yeah. having a chat with somebody the other day and I said to them that you know what it's crazy how we think business needs to look a certain way or be a certain way like yeah. business yeah. can literally just be anything as long as there's demand and you know you're getting a return from that that's a business yeah um, so I think also it's society so if you're not in you know some um, high skyscraper building, and you have a staff of fifty people, you're not a business owner or you're not an entrepreneur. It's all of those other things as well. And I think it's with 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 the whole societal you know uh, play at it. It has now gotten people to become pressured and scared to be like, okay, if I say I'm going to be an entrepreneur today, then now I have to be a certain way. I have to get this at this time. I need to look like this. I need to be like this, you know? So yeah. it's a lot of things. And funny enough, being an entrepreneur, it's it's difficult because you're not going to get to where you need to be tomorrow. Yeah. It's it's definitely not an overnight thing. Um, and we never see, um, you know, how Google and Amazon built, you know, this big empires that they have today. Yeah. You know, that's something that wasn't televised. That wasn't something that was shown. And because of that, now people, you know, they, they don't have that knowledge of, okay, um, you know, there's the struggles. As much as, yes, I may be a, a CEO, um, you know, I'm still, you know, using Uber. I don't have my own car, you know, yeah, certain yeah. things like that, you know, all these uh, pressures. But also, um, 
we, um, especially like uh, Joshua said, people of color, we live in a community where it's, it's very taboo to just go for what you want, what you're passionate about. Yeah. You need to go for what needs to work for you today. Yeah. Why make you money? That's what you need to go for. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a very courageous act to decide I'm going to just, you know, follow my passions and go and do what I love. Um, yeah. uh, you know, despite, you know, getting a whole backlash from your family because they wouldn't understand. But then also with our parents, I don't really blame them because they lived back in the time where they didn't even have options. So to no, now be a, yeah, to now yeah. be a young person uh, with so much options, it's, it's quite um, different for for them to decipher when you say, oh, mommy, I want to study fashion. And they were just used to, uh, you know, being a teacher or a nurse or, or a cop. You know, yeah, all these things yeah. uh, also play a role in, um, you know, this whole thing of um, entrepreneurship being like a second option. Yeah. But I think how it can change as well is we need to start um, teaching our kids as, um, you know, as the youth when we have our own kids to say that, listen, the first option is to actually just do what you like. Yeah. Do what you're passionate about. Find a way to monetize it. And I think once we start to teach our kids that, it becomes a generational thing. And then we can break all these, you know, generational, I don't want to say curses, but just break out of all those blockages where you can't, you know, have yeah. your own business and create a legacy and et cetera. So I think it really starts with, yeah, it starts at home. Yeah. And um, Kopana, like you mentioned, like a couple of solutions there um, to yeah. the current problems that we're facing with regards to like how entrepreneurship is viewed. Um, what do you think like the role of mentorship is going to be to actually like change that, you know, as the years progress? Um, I think mentorship is incredibly important. Um, more than anything, um, it will play such a big role because uh, sometimes when you're starting out, um, it's, it's, it's a nice thing to have somebody to say, hey, you know, I, I've, I've actually traveled this road before, go this side and not, don't, don't go that way, you know. Yeah. Um, so it, it will always be important, always, because um, having help from somebody that has done it before is always helpful um, and it always gives you uh, that advantage to make less mistakes. You know? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I think the the role of mentorship is it's incredibly incredibly important. Um, and funny enough, when I get to a point where you know where I'm seeing KPRM and you know sort of being where I want it to be, I'd love to also you know have a whole mentorship program where I'm helping young kids that are trying to you know pursue their dreams just like myself when I was once young. Yeah. To really like you know assist them. Um, that's something that. I'm actually really passionate about as well. So I I just want to see the youth really um, give their all and you know live out their passions because yeah. um, I believe the youth has so much magic and so much potential to change the face of South Africa and Africa as a whole. So yeah. really, um, more than anything, to see us help one another to achieve our dreams is something I would really really love to see. Yeah. And um, Josh, bro, what would you say we need to do to kind of like ingrain entrepreneurial culture into like the youth? I think, look, I just think it's, it starts from a, a young age. Like, like, I think like, you know, I think we should make them more aware that, you know, that this is a 
an option for you guys. You don't need to. You don't. You don't necessarily need to go the most common, the most common route yeah. to 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 have a successful life. You know. Yeah. You don't need to. I think also. I think it also just starts with like, like how Kobana said. You no, know, like looking a certain way. You know. You know. We we all have this this idea of what, like Kobana said, like what a successful human being needs to look like you know yeah and i think like once we once we can you know get rid of that stereotype i think like it will be more i think we'll have a, a much more positive feedback from the youth yeah. in terms of coming on entrepreneur you know but i do believe that you know what i've seen with the youth the youth today or like a lot of teenagers coming up they are way more free in their choices yeah you know they they believe what they believe and you know they want to they want to they want to go they want to go that direction yeah yeah and i think like obviously i think if that's the case i think it's really good so i think like if we can just you know if we can just help a system when they do go in that direction i think i think we will see a lot a lot of a lot a lot more change you know because i think you know like working like when i when i when i started working in corporates like for a year you know it was weird how I didn't have one creative thought progress. It was like my, it was like how my creative thought progress, like just, it just disappeared whilst yeah. I was working in that environment, you know? And like, since, since I left, you know, I, I've just become this, my creativity is just sparked again, you know? So I think like, you know, like, I, like I said, it's the environments and all of those things are all, all, all of those aspects, you know, yeah. So I think, so I think you know, I just think we should have a way more positive outlook, and we must also be honest with yeah. them when we are yeah. talking. When we are talking about becoming an entrepreneur, because it's it's not easy. It really is not easy. Mm. Yeah. You know, like you said, like you said, like a mentor. You know, you you do need a mentor to be honest with you, and yeah. a mentor to to allow you to 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 let you know not to make these mistakes that. That, that that they did you know so yeah i think yeah 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 that's very insightful guys and like obviously like you guys with the industries that you're operating in i would assume that it requires a lot of you know presence on social media platform and digital spaces right um so Kopano, how well would you say that social media actually gives you good feedback on how well you're engaging with your consumers okay so Social media has helped me um, very much because, um, you know, everyone is on their cell phones now. Uh, we are now in a space where you can order your clothes online. You can order food online. Yeah. You can you can almost order anything online. We're getting to that space where everything, almost everything will be, you know, ordered online. And because of that, now everyone is online and that now brings about that uh you know situation where there's different communities now uh camping yeah on the different online platforms and spaces and how you present yourself um consistently will give a, a feel of you know how well are you being received online so um you know more than anything a lot of people ask me how did I build KKRM? How did I make it, you know, become this thing that I've made it 
to be today. And I said to them, you know what, guys, the the biggest thing is consistency for me because the yeah. more consistent you become, exactly. the more um, the more people actually see what you're about. What is yeah. your brand? Yeah. What type of content are you putting out there? Is it helpful um, or is it not helpful? Um, so more than anything, a lot of people always say to me, do I need to have the greatest this or that? I'm saying, and I always say to them that you can have the greatest content, uh, visuals and all of that, but if you're not consistent, then yeah. it's not going to be felt. And the reason why consistency is so important is because everyone else is also camping online to try and you know promote their service or their product or just to even just talk about what they do. So it's really about how consistent you are. And I think through the consistency, I then started to realize that there were people actually following what I was putting out there. And they would always you know, be liking my stuff, commenting, asking yeah. me um, you know, certain questions related to whatever that I was putting out there. And how I basically gauged if people were engaging with my stuff or not is I would literally also be very straightforward and frank and ask them like, are you enjoying the content that I'm putting out there? What would you like for me to add or, or to fix, etc.? Yeah. And literally people actually do respond and they say, oh, you know, we actually like what you're putting out there or we like this, but can you perhaps add that because we, we're trying to find out more information about that type yeah. of topic. So um, I always try to tell uh, people that don't shy away to ask. Like it's, it's really okay to ask. Um, uh, you'll be surprised at the, the response by just, you know, asking mm. and being straightforward to say, hey, guys, um, you know, I'm putting so much effort in this content. Are you feeling it? What yeah. can I change? Um, is there something else that I can add, you know, et cetera. Yeah. So that's how I've been gauging how my audience is feeling my content. So I would always like just produce content and then always ask them every now and then if they're feeling what I've been putting out. If not, I would tweak it to align to what they want. And then, you know, it just kept growing after I kept, you know, um, incorporating that. Yeah. To add on what Kupano was saying, I think like it's mainly just consistency. You know, my yeah. business is built off my business is built off of social media, you know. Starting yeah. with my, my, my blog, you know, my writing, like just like getting people's um, feedback on everything like that, you know, like I think I think it's also important if you are if you are if you if you are very consistent on social media is it's important to be very um you must people must be able to come to come to you then you must be like you must yeah. you must be very approachable that's the word I was looking for very very approachable you know like you know a lot of people can be putting out really really good content yeah and like see they put a lot of work into that producing their content but they're not approachable yeah and you'll see that they that the engagement is like really, really low, you know? And like, I think like how Kopano was saying, like we live in this age, this, 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 this age now where everything, I think coronavirus has now forced a lot of companies to, to up yeah. their online game. You yeah. Know? And I think, and I think now it's also, it's also forced a lot of people to now look to the online, online routes in, in, in terms of buying things, you know? Yeah. And I, I think, I think that's where, that's where I've also been able to succeed with giving people advice, you know, because yeah. a lot of people, a lot of people, like not, not every online store has the same business model, you know, and the same checkout process. Yeah. So I think, yeah. so some people, so some people, if the checkout process is too, 
it's 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 there's too many steps in the checkout process. A person might just be discouraged and say, mm. "Okay, never mind. I'd yeah. rather just go to the store." You know. So I think like with me, with me, like doing the my due diligence and doing all this research, you know, yeah. in order to find to find the best possible side to go as a newcomer, as a person who's been shopping online, um, then you can then then I'll then I'll say that in my content, you know. So yeah. I think, so I think, like you said, it's it's been it's it's consistency, man. And I mean, like me putting out videos, you know, telling people where to shop, what shoe to get, which how much the shoe is going to cost on like the on the resale markets. Yeah. You know, all of those things. I think, like it's and people appreciate consistency. So I think as mm. soon as when I like, so some some weeks I'll drop one 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 video a week. Some some weeks I'll drop two videos a week, depending on how on how and how I managed to get a certain shoe and stuff like that. And like yeah. I'm starting to I'm starting to build like I'm starting to see a community build in my comments. Like a lot of more like a lot of more sneaker heads are now having conversations in my comments which which is which is really good because it allows me to join in as well and just yeah and just hear how people are how people are doing, how people are reselling, how people are how people feel about the about the sneaker culture in South Africa. Because I mean a lot of people, I don't think a lot of people know how big, how big this culture is in SA, you know, it's something that's growing, growing and growing. It's just getting bigger and bigger. Like before it used to, before it used to be a, a culture where, you know, like it was, it was very inclusive, you know, like it was hard to get into the the bubbles, but now everybody's created their own bubbles, you know? Yeah. So, so I mean the market the market is the market is so it's so huge. So I think so I think me being consistent has allowed me to infiltrate many of the bubbles yeah. in this culture, you know. Yeah. Okay, now that's dope, man. And Kopano, Josh spoke a little bit about um engagement there, right? Um from your personal experience, what would you say ultimately pushes consumers to purchase products or services from you based on your online activity? Okay, so um um, I always say this to my clients when they actually approach us that in order for people um, to actually buy your product or service, um, nowadays people don't buy products and services, they buy relations and you know trust. So yeah. more than anything, I would say you need to build trust and likability first before you decide to sell something. Because if you go straight in without really saying what you're about, what your brand stands for, what your story is, what is your why, yeah, um, that relatability will not happen. Because in order for people to actually really be interested in what you're providing, they need to find some sort of uh, relatability, something similar that they can you know relate to. And once that is there, it's so much easier to actually sell to them yeah. as opposed to just you know, selling at, at first hand and they're not even sure about what your product is about, what it can do for them. So more than anything, um, to increase engagement, you need to build trust. And building trust and likability, it may take a bit of time, but it's worth it because once you have that community that is um, loyal, that is engaged with what you're putting out there, by the time you start selling stuff, it's not going to be difficult. It's just about saying, hey guys, I have this really great um, product offering out. This, these are the benefits. 
yeah. this is the price and you'll see people actually coming through and actually buying uh, um, the stuff that you're offering. So more than yeah. anything, in order to actually get people to buy your product or service online, you need to build that trust and likability, especially because we're online. Um, yeah. South Africans have this, um, they have this belief that, you know, the online world is not safe. They, they, they're not trusting of it. So we still have to build a lot of trust and likability, especially if you're selling like um, digital products as well. So yeah. yeah, you still need to really make them warm up to you first before you start offering um, what you can do for them. Yeah. Um, yeah, just uh, like how she was saying, the likability and just like building a community, you know, like in the, relate, in the relatability, I think like what I've, what I've done, you know, like, you know, not everybody can afford um, a certain shoe that I do review, you know, like, yeah. like obviously I'll have like, I'll have like a shoe saying like I purchased the shoe for 3000 Rand. Not everybody can, not everybody can um, purchase that shoe. But what I've, what I've done also is that I've also done a lot of videos on like, on affordable shoes, you know, like shoes that are on sale and like we are picked up these sales shoes, you know, like our, like in my recent video, I did like a, a video on a, con, on a Converse and a Nike blazer. Yeah. And I, 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 picked, I picked up both those shoes for 800 Rand, you know, yeah, yeah. And, like, and like for both for 800 bucks. And I mean, like the feedback that I got back on that was really, was really cool because I was, I was, I was relate I was relatable, you know? Yeah. So I think like what I'm saying is it's, it's the relatability. It really, it really does grow your 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 community and 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 it grows your trust with those people as well so yeah that's yeah. what i had to i had to add on yeah yeah and um Juan, what would you say is we spoke about like um mentorship earlier on right yeah. um what would you say the lifespan of like traditional mentorship is until we go like completely digital uh, yeah, that's a very good question. Um, I wouldn't say I would know specifically what the lifespan would be, but if I was in the mentorship like industry or coaching, um, I would definitely start to use this time to see how I can, uh, you know, basically pivot my product to, um, you know, digitize it, if, if yeah. I may say. So that when it hits and now everything is basically online, you've already jumped on it and it's just business as usual, but just now using, um, you know, the digital platform. So I would perhaps start looking at virtual, like coaching sessions, yeah, um, you know, virtual mentoring sessions, etc., webinars. Uh, so yeah, I think uh, for people in the mentoring industry, I think they need to start looking at how they can pivot their business and digitize it so that yeah. once it becomes like really a, a very huge thing in South Africa, because we are like, you know, starting to move, but we're not as fast as, you know, the, the global, um, yeah. uh, globally, yeah. how they, how they are moving fast with the whole digital transformation. But I believe that once it gets to that point, cause it is going to get to that point though, uh, where Africa is going to get to that point of like being fully digital, then you know, when that time, comes you've already you know put your efforts while it was hot you striked it while it was hot you just yeah. jump on to how things are going to be um yeah. for the next what five maybe not even five ten to twenty years perhaps mm. so um yeah i think they just need to start to pivot and see how they can you know 
align and adapt to this new normal. Yeah. Yeah, I just think, look, I, I think just because we're moving into a digital age, I don't think mentorship is going to, I don't think it's going to end. I just think, I just think like, it's just going to level up. It's going to move yeah. with the times. Yeah. It's just, you're going to get more mentorship platforms being on a digital platform. That's, that's just what's going to happen. And I think, and I think that's good because I think, look, yeah, I think a lot of people are realizing that we can function without having to see people face to face. Yeah. You know, businesses businesses can still move forward without having to see a person face to face all the time to show them something you know so yeah. i think i think i think men- mentorship will probably grow because it'll be more on a, it'll be it'll be on a digital platform yeah and but it just but the thing but now the thing that we face is that not everybody has the privilege yeah. of having of having a connection yeah, like yeah. connection all of those things and i think like you know like if you're if you're if you if you're running if you're running a program of like mentoring a group of people, are you you have to ask yourself the question, are you are you aiming at privileged people only? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I think it is a privilege to have internet access, you know. So yeah. I think and 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 now what happens to the people that that don't have internet access? Now yeah. do they just yeah. do they just do they just get left in the dark? Yeah. Or so I so that's a that's a question that I that that's a question that I keep on asking myself. Like, what's what's going to happen when when we move when we move forward? What's going to happen to people who are who are less fortunate than us? Yeah, know? yeah, those are some very valid points. Like, and a lot of people that I've spoken to have said that regardless of the fact that um, a large portion of of mentorship is becoming digital the tools that you actually utilize online to help your business grow, sorry, are just as equally important. Um, Kopano, if you could change anything about like how business is conducted online, change or improve actually, um, what changes would you make? Um, I would definitely say uh, the safety, man. Privacy and and safety. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That's something that um, I would definitely... um, try to work on best and change because, you know, um, especially with the online shopping, um, a lot of people are not trusting of online shopping because of the stories they've heard where people access now their bank accounts because yeah. they've, you know, uh, they've been, um, you know, shopping online and, you know, hackers see that activity and then somehow they go into your um, bank account and steal all your money. So more than anything, mm-hmm. I think, it's to talk about, you know, digital safety, um, yeah. cybersecurity, just the importance of, of keeping your data safe and private and what are the ways for you to actually keep that safe? How do yeah. you do it? Um, yeah, maybe like have some sort of like campaign or initiatives where we um, actually, you know, talk more about that. I know um, Vodacom is doing that, but I think uh, we need to become more, um, active in that space because the more people um, go online in South Africa, um, we need to make sure that it's, it's safe, especially with there's so many hackers around that yeah. are you know trying to steal money and you know yeah. loot and etc. So yeah, that's some of my biggest concerns. And I also think also what Josh mentioned, like how are we going to um, how how are we gonna how are we going to make um, 
the internet uh, all in, like inclusive, like um, people that are you know less fortunate and not privileged enough to have an internet connection. What do what what are their options? How are they going to be included in all of this? Because yeah. if we become a digital community altogether. What happens to people that actually don't even have the privilege to even have a computer or laptop? Yeah. Or just any connection whatsoever. What happens to them? Um, yeah, I think also just seeing more action and initiative in that would be great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I think, look, yeah, I think, like, just to just to add on to what Obama was saying, I think, like, she pretty much said everything that I, I would have wanted to say. I just think, like, just to add on one, one of those things, I think, I think maybe with, with internet security, I think, you know, with more people um, diving into, you know, the EFT process and paying yeah. people before the product comes, I think like, you know, with, with, with that happening and people being more confident to do that, obviously it breeds, it breeds an environment for, for people to get scammed. It's, yeah. it's just what it is. Yeah. That's why you'll see a lot, a lot more stories. Um, coming on where like people will be buying from Instagram boutiques and not getting product or not getting the mm. product that they promised and all of those things. So I think, yeah. you know, and you know, I think, I don't know how, I don't know how to approach this and teach them security because, you know, sometimes an Instagram boutique could be like giving out, giving out good product and then like a few bad eggs will give this whole, will make this whole basket rotten, you know? But I yeah. think like, just like, just like also educating people on like, you know, um, when you order online, when you use your card and you see VVM number, and then get, like when they send you, when they send you your OTP to put your OT, to OTP in the little box before you purchase and all those things. I think those are all, those are all valid, you know, things that we need to teach first yeah, yeah. when you come to the online experience. Because I think maybe, I think, I think maybe this is just me, but I think like, you know, when that first, when that OTP box popped up for the first time and I was purchasing something, I was, I was nervous. I didn't really know what to do. I was yeah. like, okay, what the hell is happening? You know? So I think like, you know, just creating platforms where, you know, you explain the process and all of that stuff. Like, like something, something like, like Reddit, you know, like how you can go on Reddit yeah, and you yeah. can, it's a community that you can understand. Like they'll, 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 they will teach you on yeah. how to, you know, to, 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 to get through this whole process. So I think like, it's just, I think making people more, more, um, more open to the idea. But like yeah. I said, like, just, it's just, it's, it's, it's a matter of privilege to even like get to that point. Because I think like the, first, I think we all, we all realize that, you know, South Africa really has a long way to go to, with this online platform was, uh, yeah. was when, uh, um, when the students had to go back to their, their homes, yeah. you know, and then had to online and had to learn online. We saw like a lot of situations where students don't, students don't have none of the facilities to study online or yeah. nothing at all, yeah. you know, and it put, it put us in, it put, it put us into a very, a very hectic predicament because I mean, like you could have a very bright students going home to her, uh, going home to her homestead and she has, she has no environment to work, yeah. you know? So, so how do we, how do we now bridge that gap, you know, yeah. as a society in South Africa? Yeah, that's interesting, bro. And um, Kopano, what, do, what can you explain like some of the 
day-to-day activities that you like participate in like as a person in your industry like what is it what are the like the basic things that you actually like do on a day-to-day okay so um my day is you're consumed with meetings back-to-back meetings uh, virtual meetings like this um and also just a lot of um strategy sessions content strategy sessions so Basically, speaking with the speaking with the client, um, trying to understand their brand, what they stand for, and what is it um, that they are trying to portray online um, through their branding, and why are they actually even going online? So that's some yeah. of the questions I also ask. I, you know, every time when they approach me, say, "Okay, we want to be on social media." I always ask them, "Why? Why do you want to yeah. be on social media? Is it because everyone's doing it, or?" Are you seeing um, how you can use it to actually get to your bigger goal? Because I always say to people that digital marketing isn't just social media. It's 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 a it's a broad it's a broad thing. Um, and social media is just one of the helpers yeah. in the bigger spectrum of what digital marketing is. Mm. So yeah, so um, basically my day is consumed with meetings, um, explaining to clients why social media can help them and what other parts um, of or components are they in digital marketing that can assist their small business or startup um, or even corporates because I do have a, a few corporate clients as well. Um, yeah. But for them, mainly it's just about uh, teaching them how to basically use their established, you know, great brand um, presence while online and just basically retelling their story properly. Yeah. Uh, in a way to align it to the times of today. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, more than anything, it's, it's a lot of um, sessions, meetings. Um, I try to make time for myself where I just go outside to just yeah. relax because, uh, like um, Josh said, mental health is such a big thing when you're in the entrepreneurial space. Um, you need yeah. to make time for yourself. Even when you know, you know, it gets overwhelming and you're getting busy, and it, I mean, it's a good busy. Like you, you're seeing more people approaching you and all of that. You still need to um, find that space to have boundaries to say, no, I think it's enough. Yeah. I'm good. Um, can we talk about this maybe in the next hour? Just mm-hmm. dedicate that hour to yourself, where you're just literally doing you phones yeah. off, even if it has to, be, if if you have to take it. Um, that far so yeah just trying to also just balance and um, you know having those boundaries up yeah. for myself as well um, but yeah that's basically my day-to-day with this whole COVID so most of my meetings um, before COVID I would actually be you know moving around from meeting to meeting to yeah. you know pitch to clients and etc but now it's just more of you know virtual back-to-back meetings every day. Yeah. No, that's yeah. so cool, man. That's cool. And like, obviously, as an entrepreneur, you know, you never actually, I don't think any entrepreneur reaches like their destination in terms of like where they're trying to grow. I think you're always trying to improve and trying to find new ways yeah. of doing things, you know, because things are always constantly changing. Um, what would you define as success in your industry and what it is that you do? Okay, for me, I would define success. In, in my industry, I would definitely define success as 
you for me growing um even if you tell even if you are growing one percent a day yeah it's a change forward is forward yeah i always tell people this forward is forward backwards is backwards so no matter how um much that forward is essentially it's forward yeah so for me success in my industry is just seeing um you know the agency grow strength to strength every single day whether it's small whether it's big that for me is success so seeing it grow to um where i want it to be ultimately is the biggest success but before we even get there just that that journey of actually getting there is already yeah. still a success because there's a lot of things that you're learning um you know on that way on, on the way to actually get to where you want to be yeah so for me um success in my industry is just to see myself growing every single day yeah. no matter how small or how big that's success okay. for me okay and uh and josh what can you tell us like what it is that you do on a day to day okay so my day to day um i start i pretty much start my day probably like at 10 so i'll be in contact with the people that i'm writing for yeah so if i'm in contact with the sneaker store and if i'm just if i've just bagged them as a client so i'll start off by you know learning about this the store when it was when it was created what they've yeah. done for the community and what's what sneakers they're releasing and then i'll base and i'll base the newsletter off of that and i'll start writing and then my next step will probably be be to source a shoe for my next sneaker review i think that's like that's been one of my one of my biggest challenges um i think you know obviously i'm approaching someone on instagram you know and just and saying you know okay cool i've seen your, your collection if you yeah. have the shoe, I would love to review it. I think it's also building a, a trust factor with that individual. So I think, you know, going to, you know, and then they have to trust me. They're giving me the sneaker to review, you know, and then they trust yeah, me to yeah. get back, you know, not do any shady things with it, you know. So like that's been that's been one of my things that I've been I've been I've have have to source 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 sneakers for my next review. Um, yeah. Learn more about the learn more about shoes, you know dedicate time to like get information on the sneaker you know educate myself and when the shoes dropping you know because yeah. one thing one thing I'm, i pride myself on is like when i do when i do talk about shoes and talk about what fashion or whatever i have a knowledge about it i would hate to you know give the incorrect uh information to my to my consumer you know yeah. so i think that that whole process of me writing sourcing learning and then putting out a product, you know, I'm always like every day I'm creating a video. I've learned that when I did start this, I was writing the day before, before I put my blog out. Yeah. You know, and now I've gotten to a point where, you know, I keep on every day, like probably after this meeting, I'll, I'll, draw, I'll create another video and put yeah. it on my Google Drive just so I have, just so I have time all the time, you know, just to, so I'm not cramping and I'm not giving out a rush product. So, yeah. so basically my, my day-to-day is writing, writing, sourcing, learning, and creating. That's like yeah. my day-to-day. Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, that's cool, man. And um, Kopano, from an online perspective, what, did you, what would you say is like the biggest challenge that you face in convincing like consumers that your product or your service is a solution to their problems? Um, the biggest one is the 
misconceptions about digital marketing. Yeah. I think that's the biggest challenge for me. Um, people think that digital marketing is, you know, some magic wand where you come to me and I help you with uh, marketing and then literally in the next week you will have, you know, clients flooding your email or, um, you know, people uh, flooding your, your DMs to say, no, oh, we want your product, we want your product. Yeah. So more than anything, I think the most challenging thing is the misconceptions around digital marketing and how it helps you, um, you know, relatively fast and how it's just, you know, this overnight success, um, you know, um, helper. Yeah. And I, I do believe that it is, but it depends on how you're using it. So there's paid and then there's organic. Yeah. So usually with paid, you need to have the budget for it, where it's a lot of advertising and, you know, yeah. that's basically where these like really big corporates and um, big brands can uh, utilize, you know, digital marketing to their advantage because they have all the money and the, you know, the budget. But if you just like a small, you know, small guy starting out, you're going to have to, you know, um, try to use organic for some time so that you can grow that, um, you know, base. And then once you're confident enough and you have enough budget, for advertising, you know, to, you know, using the digital marketing tools, then uh, that's when you can see some sort of success. But I think the biggest challenge is, yeah, the misconception, man, that digital marketing can just make you, um, can get you clients just like in an instant. Yeah. And also, a lot of people within my industry have also lied a lot to people. So. Um, there's, there's a lot of skepticism and just um, distrust around digital marketing and anything like online, especially in South Africa. Um, I think with us, more than anything, anything online, we just don't trust. It just doesn't yeah. seem right. We need to see it. We need to feel it before we say, okay, let me pay money for it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's some of the challenges that I face yeah. um, when I'm trying to offer um the product um, that I'm selling, basically. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's some of the challenges. Uh, my challenge is just convincing a store to, to let me write for them. Like, yeah. let, me, let me write for the yeah. newsletter. Most of the time, these people do it in store. It's like your cousin, your cousin's writing it, you know? And uh, yeah. they just basically, oh, okay, so um, my cousin's writing this. Why do I need mm. a person? does that does us professionally to write you know and i think and i think that has been my major challenge plus then we have to then you have to tell them your rates and hope that they're not discouraged by how much you charge per word you know so yeah i think so i think i think that has been one of my my major my major like issues or like my major like problems that i've been having but i mean like you know like i said like we we fight day by day and eventually, like, you know, we do get our, I do get my clients to write for. So, like, it's been, it's been, it's been a huge thing. Cause I mean, like, it's just, it's, it's, you have to now prove your, prove your product. You know, it's a lot of, it's a lot of things that I'm, a lot of times I'm sending out my writing yeah. and stuff like that. It's just, I was just convincing people to, you know, to, to yeah. for me, for them to trust me, you know. So I think that's been my, my hardest part about, you know, building my brand. Yeah. I say it's, it's, it's just that and then like also 
getting getting the major getting the major brands to brands to see me you know yeah like, you know obviously my market is my market is sports scene archive shelf life yeah. um, all these all these huge corporations specifically sports scene you know and yeah. like you know for them to to just to, to, to for, for them to see me it's it's also a a hard progress but i mean but i mean like my client base is it's it's it's, it's growing so i think yeah. you know like like, like opana was saying like my foundation is really really strong i have a good yeah. portfolio so yeah i mean it's just it's just hopefully it's a matter of time you know so yeah yeah and um are there any like recent trends that you've noticed because you spoke about you spoke about the big brands like actually attracting them are there any recent trends that you've seen from people in your industry like to attract these big brands and to find clients um, i just think the most i think i think like the only thing i've just noticed is just consistency and yeah. engagement i think like a lot of brands i think a lot of brands like sports scene or like could stay like the biggest the biggest corporation in terms yeah. of streetwear and sneaker culture and essay yeah um, i think like you know they 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 tend to look uh, at your influence over the kids you know over the yeah. youth because the youth hey man the youth support bro like yeah in like like really they really do support if if you have the backing of the youth you really do have uh, like a, a strong a strong strong uh, uh foundation you know because you because yeah. you look at you look at artists like uh like fans use the artists for example Ricky Rick you know the youth the youth the youth absolutely adore Ricky Rick Yeah. So a point where Ricky Rick is not even like really consistent with music, with putting out music, you know, but yeah. he puts out he puts out a different product and they still and yeah. he still gets supports and you'll still see you'll still see a, a lot of backing from corporations because he has a he has this huge following by the youth, you know. Yeah. So I think I think I've just been trying to the trend is just my trend that I've that I've noticed is just, you know, trying to get in touch with the youth. More, yeah. you know trying to find out what fashion the youth like what's what kind of shoes the youth like what's what's the music that they're listening to and yeah. just trying to incorporate all of those things into your product that you're putting out well yeah you know so that's so that's a trend that i've noticed okay and um yeah. Kopana, have you have you have you noticed any trends in the digital marketing space um so i wouldn't say it's a trend but i've seen how you know um marketing has basically moved from being more of selling yeah. to more of telling your story so brand mm-hmm. and storytelling is a big thing now marketing um humanizing the brand bringing yeah. those human uh, elements into your brand storytelling people um you know what you're about uh and just bringing that human connection into marketing that's the yeah. trends that i've seen um right now and i think because with digital marketing now being a thing it's 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 not a, a tangible thing anymore you can't see the marketing you can't feel the marketing so yeah. you need to really find a way to get them to feel and yeah. the only way you can actually get them to feel is by just you know humanizing your marketing approach yeah so that's yeah that's one big trend that i've seen okay and uh Copano where do you like get the pulse on like the activity that's actually happening in your industry so um i i do a lot of reading um i have my favorite um 
uh, blogs that I that I um, read every week. So there's Social Media Today, um, there's DigitalMarketer.com, that's yeah. my most favorite one. Um, then there's Marketing Weekly. So yeah. those are some of the um, you know um, sources that I um, stay queued up on uh, with um, all the activities that are happening in marketing and. Just also, I, I'm always clued on uh, LinkedIn. There's a lot of huge um, um, marketing, digital marketing giants there yeah. that have a lot to, you know, share and um, talk about the latest, you know, trends, um, giving their two cents yeah. um, about what's going on there. So I'm always just, you know, keeping my head down and actually hearing what they have to say as well. So oh, that's okay. how I keep, you know, myself clued up on that. Okay. Uh, and yourself, Josh? Uh, me, I just like I, I read. Okay. I I'm always I'm always learning. So I think yeah. like you know, with 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 me uh, like Obana, in social media is it's 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 a huge thing for me. You know, like yeah, you know, I was, I have obviously I have my go to I have my go to websites that I do go that are that, that are very informative. Like there's this there's these two um websites that I've probably been following for, for forever, Hype East and um, High Snobiety. Yeah. They're always, they're always on the ball. Obviously, they're a huge corporation that's been in it for a minute, you know, so I think so they're always educating on which brand is dropping the new fall line, new summer, summer line, new spring line, you know, which sneakers is, 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 is going to drop from February to July, you know, so yeah. we, we can plan of that so like so obviously that allows me to to keep in in touch with what's happening fashion wise sneaker wise mm. and um it's just you know like i said i like like i said it's just me reading a lot and just looking around social media and finding out what people are doing you know yeah that's how I, that's how i manage to keep in touch so yeah okay and then would you say there's anybody that you look to as an expert in your industry that you get that you draw inspiration from i think look i think yeah i think like in terms of like video reviewing mm -hmm. um there's a lot of sneaker guys you know I've, uh, this is one sneaker guy called mr Fomer simpson and he's like i've based like a lot of my my mannerisms off of that you know yeah you know, i pick that you know just learning how they they do the angles on the video how they introduce the sneaker you know like and that like and that that and like via my blogging, via like writing and stuff like that. Nah, it's just, I think I read a lot. So like, you know, I just, I just write and it's something I'm passionate about. So, so with, I feel like with video, I had to learn a lot more than when I started writing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's, there's, there's an entrepreneur that's called Gary V. I'm not too sure if you guys are familiar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's um, actually my favorite guy within um, my space. Um, mm -hmm. He's always talking about, um, you know, the, the latest trends in marketing and how to always, you know, just um, be at, just be adaptive. Um, always be willing to, you know, just adapt to what's happening because, um, you know, the digital marketing industry is so, it fluctuates. It's always yeah. changing. Um, and if you don't adapt, you will fall behind. So I just love the way he has um, t 
taken his platform to adapt um, to the new way of marketing relating to the youth as well. So yeah, I love listening to what he has to say in terms of content and how to actually position yourself on all the different platforms. So yeah, he's basically yeah, um, yeah my favorite at the moment. Okay. And um, Josh, um, we've spoken about uh, a lot of topics like extensively today. Um, like which, top, which, which conversations would you like to hear more of from like business leaders in our country based on like some of the things that we touched on today? I think what I would love to hear more is bridging the gap with internet access. Yeah. I think, I think, look, I think we all know that the middle class is the driving force of the economy in South Africa, but it's like, the middle class is it has it has such a huge misconception conception because it's like you're you're pretty much two thousand rand less for your salary. Um, how can I say this? To get into the middle class, you're like two thousand rand away to get in, and then two thousand rand less to go back to like lower middle class, you know. And like yeah. what we've yeah. in Africa that. The middle class is not really, not really what it's what it is. You know, we get like the the, mm. the 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 amount of money we get taxed, and the amount of money we have to pay, and all of these things doesn't allow for a lot of people in the middle class to be privileged. So yeah. I think, like, yeah. you know, obviously, to count to 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 counter that, you know, people obviously you'll have you'll have to have build more Wi-Fi hotspots, more towers, and all of that. It's all mm. infrastructure. Yeah, and it's like something that. Will, something that I will I would I would, I really would like to hear more of because man face it now now with this whole pandemic it's probably gonna be around in South Africa for another two to three years. You know yeah, we yeah. only hit a peak with certain certain provinces now. So I think so I think we're gonna it's gonna we're gonna be forced to like say, okay, cool. Um yo what's your internet access? It's gonna be what's your internet access at home because that's gonna be like it's gonna be one of those those requirements that you have to fulfill when you're applying yeah. for a job, you know? So I think yeah. like, you know, the conversation about internet access and bridging it so everybody can connect in South Africa. Is yeah. What I would like to hear. Yeah. And yourself, Kopano? Um, so for me, uh, just to add on to what Josh said, um, more than anything, it's actually that, um, how are we going to bridge the gap for people that are less fortunate and actually can't uh, be afforded that opportunity to have connectivity? Yeah. Um, and also um, um, to shed a light on how we can use, um, you know, the digital transformation to tell our stories as Africans. That's something very important for me. Like, how can digital content play a role to telling an African story? Yeah. Um, and and African doesn't necessarily mean black people. Just yeah. if you live in Africa, like tell your story. That's what I'd like to see how we can, you know, use this tool of technology to actually tell our story properly. Yeah. And instead of others telling our story for us. 